What up, shitbags? Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. I just came in so hard. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Two friends, three questions. I'm your ah! number one. <laughs> I just wanted to be like one of those zoo radio morning show hosts just once. <laughs> I, I, do like, I do like the idea of, of doing starting anything that way. What is up, shitbags? <laughs> Just it is five in the morning, sir. Can you please calm down? Just <laughs> can, a little. Can you calm the fuck down? <laughs> Just bring it down a little bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. So sorry. Let's take that again. What a shit. <laughs> Let's, let's just do it again. What up, shitbags? <laughs> okay. Welcome back to the podcast. Two friends, three questions. This is episode 98. Here, I'm your host, Mitch. We're here with my co-host, Eli. What have you been up to? <laughs> um, just wondering who even at this point in life still listens to Cake. Uh, you know, I, I was feeling I was feeling a mood. You know, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't like cake. I don't like cake either. They have a couple good songs, but it's uh it's a little too weird. It's out there. Well, and I th- but like not weird though. Weird in like the most trivial way. Okay, I see what you're saying. You you see you feel me? Yeah. Like it's like they're trying too hard to be cool. Like, hey, what if we like had a band, but we put like hear me out, trumpets in it. Right. Yeah. So we're so we're a ska band? No, 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 no. 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 That's the that's the cool part, right? <laughs> We're an alt band. <laughs> We're an alt band. Barely. Barely. Yeah. So do we sing in the band? No. I just kind of talk. I just kind of talk. Yeah. yeah. So like rapping? No. <laughs> no, no. A lot slower. That <laughs> uh, sounds pretty shitty to me. <laughs> what was their what was their oh yeah, what what was their like first hit though? Um they had um short skirt long jacket is probably one of their biggest hits when did Um, that come out are they i felt i always think of cake of being around for a long time well you're in luck i have their spotify pulled up um i think their first album or one of their big albums was came out in like 94 probably their most popular one is called fashion nugget that came out in 96 um Hmm. Uh, okay, so before we get into it, um, uh, I wanted to talk about, did you hear about the um, the NFL announced who's going to do their halftime show this year? Did you hear about this? I think I heard that it, I didn't even pay attention to it. Okay. Um, the only reason I'm talking about it is because it's the first time I've been excited about a halftime show in years. Um, oh, okay. They have, hear, hear me out, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre... Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. What? Yes, they're all headlining the Super Bowl twenty two half or twenty twenty two halftime show. Wow! Yeah, that totally came out of left field. Um, I'm really excited about it, but also I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a uh, marketing PR move by the NFL to like try to bring back black fans because they've been really pissing them off the past few years <laughs> so right. it's like oh we got to do something to show that we're you know we still care about what they like <laughs> yeah. which is in itself racist <laughs> right. black people like maroon five right can they do it again yeah, all right. black people don't like maroon five? Oh, fuck okay I guess we gotta get Mary J. Blige. Yeah, we really made a mess of things with this whole Colin Kaepernick thing. I guess we better bring in Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> Call the doctor. <laughs> That's I I will my only 
thought that's way too many people that's a lot of people yeah i don't even know how it's gonna go yeah like (laughs) are they gonna do a verse (laughs) of each one of their songs like it will just be one because like shakira did it last year i want to say right Uh uh-huh and she did like half of her catalog in like 10 minutes yeah right (laughs) so i just kind of wonder are they going to be like dr dre is going to do like one verse snoop we'll do one verse but each verse it's a different song <laughs> well so that's just, i i i think it will be i think it'll be a bit of a like a greatest hits mashup kind of thing because that is what they have been doing the the halftime show is usually only what like 15 minutes tops um so uh, i went back and watched a couple uh uh previous super bowl halftime shows that i really enjoyed actually one of my favorites if you've never seen the prince 2007 halftime show it's the greatest thing you will ever see yeah Um, that one that one was pretty fucking awesome incredible he i I went back and watched it because i totally forgot about some of the songs he did he covers um the foo fighters he covers ah can't remember what song it is but he covers a foo fighter song um wow okay i don't remember that part yeah he covers a foo fighter song there's also a song where he brings in like a full-on marching band um and it's just so cool and then at the end he plays purple rain as it starts to rain and it's like the most beautiful moment in music history i've ever seen I about to say because it actually rained it right? actually rained yeah yeah it wasn't a stage <laughs> thing yeah, yeah. yeah um beyonce's was really good oh yeah Mm-hmm. I, I liked Beyonce's. I mean, she may have done it before, but the one that she did not too long ago was really good. I liked hers. Yeah. Okay, I had to Google it because I was curious. Prince covered Best of You. Really? Yeah. Wow, that... <laughs> Prince is like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he rocked it. He did amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to listen to that because that's really interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay, so this isn't necessarily a lightning round question, but I'm still kind of curious. So thinking about okay. Purple Rain. Um, purple Rain. Pre-lightning round question. Okay. What do you think is the most beautiful song ever written? You already know this answer. I'm sure, Have we talked about it before? Well, you could probably guess what I would say if you thought about it for more than... If you're my true, if you're really my friend, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Damn. Um, no, we have talked about this song. My, I think the absolute greatest song of all time is "Rhapsody in Blue" by George Gershwin. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have talked about that. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I'm pretty passionate <laughs> about it. But no, I do think it's one of the most beautiful songs ever written. I think it's amazing. The complexity the vibe the uh, do you want me to go into i don't know you're i mean (laughs) we've kind of talked about it before so i don't know how much i want you to go into it Uh, i was kind of hoping it would be something i'd heard before or was a little more familiar with so then we could you know kind of riff on it but uh, oh okay (laughs) but if that's your answer that's your answer i'm not gonna make you change it (laughs) i I mean i i would say it's like you know when people say like pick pick your favorite song of all time it's like oh i really like no that is legitimately my favorite song it is my favorite piece of music that exists in the world yeah it is uh it is beautiful yeah no yeah, you don't think that you don't <laughs> like it i played it for you and you were like eh. <laughs> I, you, I'll, I'll give it another go you played it for me in the wrong context we were like trying to party and you were like listen True, to this really this piano song from the disney movie <laughs> <laughs> okay that, that's first off i'm so mad no um yeah, if you sat down and listened to it start to finish and just put, 
you know listen to it on nice speakers or nice headphones i think you'll you'll have more of an appreciation for it, it it's you got i mean you got to bring a lunch because it's like 19 minutes <laughs> right so it's not that it's very digestible but what well what's your answer i think it probably would be purple rain uh, oh, okay. just the the guitar solo is incredible um and especially like when he does it live it's it, it's a it, it makes you want to cry it's a tearjerker it's awesome i don't know if prince moves me that much so we're we're having a very different strokes for different folks kind of a kind of a coming to a head here i mean i love prince i just don't i'm not, i don't think i've ever been moved by prince um, it kind of just makes me want to dance. <laughs> well, I mean, like Purple Rain is like not one of his. It's not one of his want to dance songs. Anyway, getting off the rails here. Yeah, Purple Rain's amazing. That's it. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, okay. Here's what we should do. Here's what we should do. In between, well, okay. Eventually, we'll do this. You you sit down, listen to Rhapsody in Blue all the way through. I will sit down and re-familiarize myself with Purple Rain. And we'll, we'll have a discussion. We'll come back at some point and that discuss. Good. I think you should just watch the Super Bowl halftime show again. First off, so you can see the Foo Fighters cover. Second off, so you can literally see how beautiful it is that it starts to rain when he sings Purple Rain. And it's just so moving. <laughs> I do remember that part. But once again, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's just something about Prince that didn't make me emotional enough. But I want to I revisit that. So we'll revisit our two most beautiful song in the world picks. Okay. Sounds like a plan. I would add it to the podcast, or I would add it to the uh, the uh, playlist. But that Gershwin song would just say twenty minutes long. Nobody needs to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it did take up a lot of time. As soon as it comes on, we'll we'll be listening to it like when we have a party or a get together, and we'll be like having fun, and it'll just be like. <laughs> it's like oh jesus fuck well we kind of did that one time we were i think we were hanging out at your place listening to the what you cranking playlist and um all of a sudden like just like a stand-up bit comes on and i'm like oh this is kind of i, t- I ended up taking it off the playlist because it was such a you know it, it's a good piece but also at the same time it's really weird for a playlist it, <laughs> like, it fu- just yeah, a it fucks single up the vibe. a single comedy bit <laughs> yeah um Okay, well, Mitch, I tell you what, allow me to intercede uh, when the wind gets blowing, uh, it's time to get going. What you drinking? I don't know. <laughs> that was the worst segue. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> segue? Speaking of outdated modes of technology, here's a segue. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorites. Um, okay, so I am drinking. I'm so excited for this. You're going to hate it. Um, it's a company called 12 Fives Rebel Hard Coffee. This is their limited edition pumpkin spice latte. Oh, God. <laughs> it is a PSL hard coffee, um, and I am about it, about it. <laughs> wow, that's that, there's a lot going on in that. Huh. Um, it uh, it, it kind of tastes like the... Um, uh, the PBR hard coffee we had mixed with like pumpkin spice. So I would probably like that because I I was pretty impressed by that PBR coffee thing. Like it tasted like a yoo-hoo yeah, and right. was really good. It was heavy, but it was good. 
I couldn't throw him back. You know, right. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. throw it back and make that ass clap, but <laughs> I could definitely like have a few of those, and it, it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, that's kind of how this is. Like, it's uh, it, it's very like milky, so you don't want to have a lot; you'll just get sick. But um, it's right. very refreshing, and uh, it's uh, it just makes me feel warm. You know, it, when it gets October, I turn into a basic bitch, and I just start drinking everything pumpkin spice. So why not have pumpkin spice hard coffee? This is interesting. I actually have some mildly interesting input. First off, I want to go on record and just say I, I, I definitely don't dislike pumpkin spice lattes. Like I'm not like adversely against them. It's just like they're not really for me. Sure. Like like maybe once in a blue moon, but you already know how I drink coffee. <laughs> like I just like what you like just take some beans, throw them in a grinder throw some hot water in there and we're good mm-hmm. yeah i mean i used to literally make coffee on the stove because i thought that's how you did it <laughs> so my palate for coffee is pretty ill refined yeah well so you've come a long way though i have come a long way i have learned that not all coffee has to be super crazy bitter mm-hmm. um but i will admit that it's weird for me to drink coffee and it not be bitter and when i drink a coffee drink that's not mainly coffee i don't i kind of like it's hard for me to get the point because it's like well one i feel like i'm getting less caffeine two i'm just thinking i'm getting a lot of sugar which is going to make me crash so it's Mm -hmm. just i use coffee very utilitarian like it has a function in my life Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't drink coffee so much for the enjoyment i drink it to function i get that now with that being said the pumpkin spice latte thing i had just watched a video and it was really interesting because i never thought about this but one of the thing with pumpkin spice lattes and why that basic bitch mentality was so developed was well, I have two thoughts on it. One, it was a very misogynistic attack about like, oh, eating a pumpkin spice, you know, that's not fucking coffee. That's not manly. You know, very like toxic masculinity really sure. bred yeah. the pumpkin spice latte hate. Yeah. However, my my flip side of this coin to this video I watched, and I wish I had any context for this video, was that I think the reason the basic bitch thing was propagated was because typically basic bitches were rich white women. So yeah. naturally, you know, your privilege is showing. They're going to get a little shade, yeah. Yeah, so like <laughs> that's kind of why. So like, yes, Ugg Boots and Pumpkin Spice Lattes and Live Laugh Love, there's a reason people hate that now. And that's kind of why. Yeah. It's not that it's like, <laughs> oh, what a dumb bitch. You like pumpkin spice latte? Like, no. It's just like that image of like girls and fall. And I didn't, now that I'm like married and set, every woman loves fall. I don't think there's a woman that exists that doesn't love fall. It's insane. I never knew. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a to- it's a total thing. Me and me and Erica talked about this, and I and I kind of asked her like, why 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 do you guys like fall so much? And she was basically like, well, I like fall uh, because I can like start wearing comfortable clothes again, like wear hoodies, and if I gain a little weight, nobody's really gonna notice. I'll just wear like <laughs> sweatshirts and leggings, and I could put on uh, you know five to ten, and nobody would notice. <laughs> like, well, that's, that's a really good reason. <laughs> yeah, that's practical. But what I've what I've also learned is that there's two type of girls. That- that like fall there's there's a, a more of a basic bitch approach to fall you know <laughs> yeah. pumpkin spice lattes and ugg boots and leaves uh-huh. which i hate dry i hate, can i just say i hate dead leaves 
I fucking, <laughs> they smell terrible. They are just, the texture is ugh. like, and <laughs> how I, do you, how do you think I feel? I have a lawn. I got to uh, deal with the shit. That too. That too. Um, but there's, there's that approach. And then there's just like super crazy fucking amped for Halloween girl. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have subsects <laughs> of that because then you're going into, you know, girl gonna slay on halloween and wear the the sluttiest costume she can find (laughs) or she's gonna just like or there's like goofy girls they're just gonna dress up as a hot dog and go as a hot dog (laughs) right or then there's like super evil goth girls that will just like dress up as like a murder victim yes yeah (laughs) but there's a place for every woman when it comes to october yeah (laughs) i don't know if women have a national women's month (laughs) which is which is just the most misogynistic thing in the world that i don't know that (laughs) but if they don't or if they do have one we definitely need to just switch it to october right right also um well i think it makes sense too because like halloween coming up like there's also been this just incredible boom of like crime slash murder podcasts and documentaries and now that's almost a cliche in itself like every girl that's into pumpkin spice lattes probably is also into murder podcasts yes and i also (laughs) actually really i i share that obsession with your wife yeah Um, yeah once i found out that i (laughs) yeah we were sitting there eating dinner and, and i was like you like true crime you like true crime too <laughs> she loves it let's talk about all the podcasts yeah so i get that no it's just some just some thoughts i had so yeah no right on no good we're, we're figuring women out finally yeah finally <laughs> finally getting some inkling all right yeah. well here's what i'm drinking yeah what about you what, what are you drinking <laughs> yeah sorry um i went to the gas station ran by a man from uh, what i presume to be the middle east i could be wrong so he's got all kinds of shit. I saw these little Monaco cocktails in the door. Oh. These are these little grab and go. Oh my god, this is 9%. Oh shit. <laughs> I have fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Because I just grabbed them. I was like, I don't I don't know what to do. I just want normal beer to have normal beer, but I don't want to drink that on a podcast. And I just start grabbing some. So I have a couple of these that I'm gonna spread out. Um I haven't even looked at these. This is a tequila sun crush. Hmm. Don't know what that is. <laughs> a premium mixed drink made with tequila, orange liqueur, and natural flavors. Does it have the word malt anywhere? <laughs> Actually, no. Okay, okay. I'm intrigued. I'm a little scared. So, is, you say, is it a margarita? Is that what you said? No, it is a tequila... Uh, tequila I can't say tequila. No, 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 no. Tequila. <laughs> That'd be a good bit. Me getting up at the open mic doing that tequila thing, and I'm just yeah. like, tequila, tequila, uh, tequila. <laughs> Not knowing how to pronounce tequila. Oh, I think they actually put... Uh, I'm going to start calling it Mexican juice. How about that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think they actually put Mexican juice in here. It is gluten-free. I spilled it everywhere. (laughs) Does it have a chicken on the can? Is that what that was? Uh, It has a Monaco. No, I have... (laughs) Here, can you see it? (laughs) You're not holding it in front of the camera at all, if you think you are. (laughs) Uh, It's a rooster. Oh, it's a rooster. Okay, fuck me. Sorry. Didn't know what a Monaco was. No, I don't. I don't know if that's related <laughs> at all. It's pretty good. Okay. All right. 
about to get fucked up. <laughs> um, so is it is it is it any good? Do you, does it taste like a malt liquor? No. No. Okay. Good. Good. No. This is the most truly. Oh God, my mouth's dry. Holy fuck. Oh man, it's it's like a cocktail seltzer. Okay. It's like we're gonna take a t- we're gonna take a cocktail, make the cocktail in a can, carbonate it. Because you don't drink cocktails carbonated. Sure. So yeah. this is a white claw cocktail vibe. Okay, interesting. But it does. But it delivers. Hmm. It's good. This is good. My mouth is super dry. And it is nine percent alcohol. Nine percent. So. That is that is pretty hefty. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of yeah. Um, real quick, so I uh, I saw oh. I saw a pretty funny TikTok um, by Charlie Barons. He's the one that uh, the Midwest guy that does a bunch of stuff with the You Betcha guy. Um, he was reviewing that apparently Bud Light Seltzer has a pumpkin spice Bud Light Seltzer now. No fucking um, way. Yeah, it, he does, and he they they do, and he reviewed it on his TikTok. He took a sip, and he was just like, "Yeah, this does taste like a pumpkin. If it had sex with the." pennies from the bottom of your uh, your cup holder in your car <laughs> and then he just dumped it down the sink <laughs> yeah that sounds right yeah <laughs> uh all righty so that's what we're drinking um i think it's time to uh let's get into a little bit of a lightning round shall we last week you made me do game of thrones related uh lightning round questions this week i'm going to make you do Surprise, surprise, Sopranos lightning round questions. Let's fucking go. Alrighty. Question number one. <laughs> so you know how in the Sopranos, they all have really dumb names? If you were in the mob, what would be your mafia name? Mm. <laughs> if you want a little help, I've noticed that a lot of them are basically like a normal name followed by a food group. <laughs> like there's a character named Polly Walnuts. <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. No, there's not. <laughs> yes. Who's it's not Pauly? his real last name. It's just they just call him Polly Walnuts. Who is Polly Walnuts? Polly, the guy with like the uh the white streaks in his hair. <laughs> they call him Paul I've I have dude. Really? That's that's what he's look at the IMDb, that's what his credit is. Polly Walnuts. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um I'd want one that would be like I, I mean, I could be less of a. It, what really fascinates me about the Sopranos and like mob culture is I'm so removed for it. Like my name doesn't even work. Like right. Eli Miller. Like oh, he's in the mob. Yeah, right. It, clearly. <laughs> um, but I think I would want to be like. I'd want to be like. I would want them. Oh, but my middle name is Douglas, so I think they could riff on Doug. Sure. Call me Dougie. Yeah. I'd want to be like. Uh, uh, yeah, that'd be that's uh, that's uh, Dougie the Jew. I'm not Jewish. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Jewish. I'd want sure, one like yeah. that. Yeah, I'd be like Dougie the Jew. Yeah, I like it. I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah. Are you Jewish? No. <laughs> Why do they call you Dougie the Jew? I married a Jew. You know, I'd <laughs> have a Jewish wife. I don't know. <laughs> right. That's what no. I could do. I like it. No, I like it. Dougie uh, the Jew. Um I, I wanted to I wanted my mob name to be uh one of the food related names. So I'm gonna go by Alfredo. Um Alfredo Gamboni. <laughs> Uh, I think Gamboni is a pretty cool uh, Italian-sounding made-up last name. Um, that way, people could call me Freddie Bones. There you go, Freddie Bones. Freddie Bones. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Bones. <laughs> Freddie Bones. Oh. Doug and the Jew. We get them together. <laughs> <laughs> was that, that walking? I think it was actually. 
The Foo Fighters. Oh. Uh, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, thank you. I've been working on it. I, anybody can do a half-ass Christopher Walken. I still can't. I still can't. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, I like I like Freddie Freddie Bones, Dougie the Jew. Yeah, I like it. Okay, question number two. Um, what would be your primary scam for like your source of income? You know, they always have some sort of way to make their money. Um, for example, there I'm on the I'm rewatching it. There's a this there's a season where um, Chris gets uh, he he pays somebody to take some sort of like accounting test for him, and he gets a job at a like stockbroker company, and he basically forces the entire like stockbroker floor to like sell a certain stock, and then they basically just do insider trading. Yeah. So that's a pretty complex one. Um, there's another one just being a hitman. Like you could just be a hitman. Mm. What would you want your primary you know, source of income to come from. Hmm. First thing came to mind, I would buy a hot dog cart. Perfect. I'd have hot dogs there. So you could just come buy a hot dog. Because everyone loves sausages. <laughs> sure, yeah. Who doesn't okay. love a hot dog? Here's what I do, though. You come you come over, and you order, you order the Dougie. Okay. Yeah, let me get Dougie. Okay. And then mobs don't do drugs. They don't really sell drugs. Yeah, that's a little beneath them. Yeah, that's kind of where they draw the line. Oh, here's what I'd do. Oh, you know what I'd be? Okay, here would be. Okay, here's what I would do. I okay. wouldn't. Okay. I, w- I, I would be working, but I, w- I wouldn't really have a. I, w- I w- wouldn't really have a gig. I'm not really bringing in money, right? What I am is I'm trusted. All right, Dougie the Jew. You go to Dougie. When this is done, take take your go over to Dougie. Go see Dougie the Jew. <laughs> and then you come to me, and what I do is I got this big hot dog cart, right? But I got like a little, you know, you know how like it's you just you just have hot dogs like in boiling water. Okay. Sure, yeah. I, I have a big one where I have a one off to the side, and that's where like if they go do a hit or need to get rid of the weapon, they <laughs> they give it to me and I put it in the hot dog cart. Gotcha. So at the end of the day, I go take the all the. Guy. I, yeah, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm kind of like a drop off pickup kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm just serving a function. You sure. Know, I'm, just, I'm just Dougie the Jew selling hot dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? You're like the guy they call in Pulp Fiction to come clean up the the murdered bits from the from the car. You're like that guy. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't remember his name <laughs> in the movie, but he's played by Harvey Keitel. Yes, Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like. So I'm I'm like they let me have the hot dog cart because secretly, like I love like selling hot dogs. <laughs> you just fucking love hot dogs. I just love hot dogs. That's all. Like you know, my wife is like all he talks about is hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs, and she can't even have them because of the Jew thing. Yeah, and not he kosher. Knows, he, <laughs> We're getting mildly racist. <laughs> <laughs> have to pump the brakes a bit. It's not racist if it's true. All right, yeah, we should pump the brakes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, a hot dog vendor that married a Jewish wife. That's actually pretty funny. I'm That's not gonna lie. That's actually really funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know they 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 you know they drop they drop off money. Maybe they give me like a bag of money. I put it in a little plastic bag. I drop it in there. You know when the cops come. You know, sure, yeah. Uh, go, you know, go, go give it to Dougie. Give it to Dougie. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm just making hot dogs. You know, mm-hmm. hey, uh, uh, don't touch my ketchup. You know, that's that's me. That's <laughs> Dougie the Jew. So that would that would be my role in the organization. 
Gotcha. No, I like it. I think that's a good rule. Role. You're kind of the um, uh, also uh, one of my favorite characters from The Sopranos is the uh, Arthur uh, Artie guy. I can't remember his last name. The one that owns the restaurant that's kind of friends with all the mob. He's not technically in the mob, yes. but like he makes friends with them and does stuff for them every once in a while. I will say this makes me want to go back and and pick up where I left off on The Sopranos because he was one of my favorite characters. He's the best. He, makes me hate Tony Soprano so much. I'm not rooting for Tony Soprano right now. Like, where yeah. I left off, I was like, I, fuck this guy. Yeah. Because of Artie. Like, yeah. I loved Artie and everything he was doing, and it just, and really, he is just disposable to Tony, and it's yeah. crazy to me. He fucks his whole world up. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, that would kind of be what I would do, but I would be I like a little it. bit dirty. I'd be like, you know, yeah, give me the gun, I'll put it in the hot dog water. Um, <laughs> what's then, that even? What does that even do, though? <laughs> like, Why well, hide it? You know what I'm saying? They don't have it on it. them. Okay. They're not. You know what gotcha. I mean? There's gotcha. degrees of separation from the hit, the weapon, and you know if they do find it. Why does this gun smell like hot dog water? You know what I mean? They don't even know where to start. I boiled off all the forensics. You know, exactly. With my hot dog water. Yeah. There's no more DNA. It's been boiled out by hot dog water. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm a. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm definitely a front. That's you know. Sure. Okay. Uh, I think I would be you? one of the guys. I would. I would go the complete opposite. I would get my hands super dirty. I would be all up in there. Um, I think I would want a front as an insurance salesman, um, kind of like in that episode of The Office, um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> where basically, hey, you pretty much like, hey, buy my insurance, or I'm going to burn down your warehouse. That right, right, kind right. of thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. So, pretty simple, but you know, effective. Do you, Do you think you can be in- intimidating enough? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. If I wear if I wear like lifts in my shoes, make myself a little bit taller. Uh, hell yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, I'm Freddie fucking Bones. I'm Freddie fucking Bones, man. Don't make oh. me bring. <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't make me bring Dougie the fucking Jew down here. You don't want that. You don't want it. You don't want it. He won't. He, he'll talk about hot dogs twenty minutes. I swear <laughs> to God, it's the most boring conversation you ever had. He knows everything about hot dogs. That's. <laughs> Yeah, me in the background. Somebody say hot dog. Here's the thing: when you when you want to make a good hot dog, it's like oh. Dougie, get the fuck out of here. Okay, question number three. Um, okay, so you know how in like Casino, I think like one of the very first scenes, they're just like beating the shit out of that guy, and the Rolling Stones song comes on. Um, I think it's like Give Me Shelter or something. Mm-hmm. What would be like your theme song for just like? <laughs> Uh, the hot dog guy, I already forgot your name, <laughs> uh, is just beating the shit out of somebody. Dougie the Jew. Dougie the Jew. Sorry. Dougie the Jew is just beating the shit out of some people. What song's playing in the background? Um, well, it's probably my favorite song ever written. I think it would have to be uh, Rhapsody in Blue by George <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> that would actually be super funny. I'd beat his ass for 19 minutes. <laughs> Even the slow parts where it's just like, uh no i i would really good answer i do play this game in my head where um because of how much i like movies when i hear a song i try to picture like what scene would this song be good for and yeah i I do that too (laughs) i i always really like um trying to take a song that doesn't have a lot of context to Oh, you know what it would be, actually, because it's one of my favorite uses of a song in a movie ever, is KC and the Sunshine, or KC, oh, geez, 
Casey and the uh, what? Uh, You're nailing it. Yeah, Casey and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> Casey and the. Su- I, I kept wanting to say Casey and the Sundance Kid, which. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I'm really fucking stupid. Uh, is is their song Boogeyman, which they used in uh, the Watchmen, yeah. uh, and that song first off. I don't care if it's a disco song. Fucker bangs. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Great fucking song. I I would absolutely murder someone to that song. Yeah, and yeah. they they didn't even really have to do anything that wrong. You know what I'm saying? When I hear mm-hmm. that song, I'll murder somebody. Yeah. I do it now. I, out of character, <laughs> I I would be fairly willing. Like <laughs> Eli, <laughs> Fantasy Island. You get you get to just murder someone. And I would be like, yeah, totally. If I can listen to Boogeyman by Casey and the Sunshine Band, yeah. If I can do that, absolutely, <laughs> without hesitation. Is he I a good person? It. I don't really care. You're right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> they they put on the wrong song, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, uh, that one. You know what is interesting though is in the Watchmen, all the songs they use in the movie are actually written. The lyrics are written into the comic book. Oh really? Oh, that's cool. Didn't yeah. realize that. So, if you were to sit down and watch the Watchmen, every all the songs like Hallelujah, um, all along the Watchtower, Boogeyman, all that stuff, it's actually he used the lyrics in the comic book. Mm, okay. At the start of chapters. So. Yeah. Gotcha. Fun fact. Yeah. Anyways, what about you? Okay, so I like <clears throat> I like the idea of songs that aren't really that like intimidating that like just kind of uh, unexpected songs. You know how like in uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs when Stuck in the Middle with You comes on and he's like chopping the guy's ear off. I cannot hear that song without thinking of that scene and it fucked me up. Um, same thing with yeah. uh, Stranger Things. Should I stay or should I go? I've always liked that song but now it's creepy and reminds me of that show. Um, it's not It's not inherently a creepy song. It's just kind of a weird choice that now it's all I can think of. Um, I would want to do that with like kind of a fun song, but um, I, I think I would do I think I would do Hollywood Nights by uh, Bob Seger. Oh, that's a good pick. <laughs> I, I think that would be a fun one. That would be, that's a good pick. That song's a, a good song. Yeah um, Yeah, you could totally. <laughs> I like that. That was cool. solid. Your I, yours was an actual pick. I like yours a lot better. <laughs> that was original. So, but I could totally see someone putting a fairly like violent scene to Hollywood Nights, and then every time you hear Hollywood Nights, you're just like PTSD. Like, yeah, like exactly. Oh right. god, that scene. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I, that's solid, man. Cool. Yeah, I put a lot of thought into that. So <laughs> we should we should just like score a movie. We totally, yeah. We should take a movie we've never seen. New idea. Right here, off the dome. Here we go. Okay. Take a movie we've never seen. Find a way to remove all the music and then just score it ourselves with just like songs that we think would be cool. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would actually really want to do that. I think that could be really fun. Yeah, for sure. I like that idea. <laughs> okay. Well, these were cool. fun. I like. Well, these. that was it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked the uh, Sopranos theme because I can't go an episode without talking about the Sopranos. So, no, I can't <laughs> go an episode about talking about Game of Thrones. So perfect, it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, Mitch, uh, kick this off. This is totally your idea. So lead us okay. in here. 
so yeah, this is going to be a weird one. We, we're going to get real experimental with it. Um, I kind of had this thought that um, we've talked about before how it's kind of on my bucket list to like try stand up at like an open mic night or something. Um, and similar to how I like write songs every once in a while, um, I'll just like think of a good premise for a joke or something and just like write it down in my little notepad in my phone. Um, and I was thinking, like, I have all these, like, little kind of sub-jokes that I've started to write. Um, we have two episodes of the podcast left. Why not use it to kickstart our stand-up comedy career? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, basically, what we're going to do is we, we had this idea to um, kind of just do a little, like, five minutes of stand-up, um, try it out, um, and then we're going to kind of come back together, give each other pointers, uh, talk about how we did, um, and yeah, see if anything cool comes from it. So we're going to try stand-up now, which is going to be really uncomfortable for me, probably Eli too. Yeah, there's only fucking out. only two of us here, so <laughs> exactly, <laughs> real easy to bomb. Real weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so who, my, my question is, before we kind of get set up here, who's going to go first? That's my biggest question. Who's going to open for the other person? I don't really care. Okay. Do you, do you want to go first, or do you want me to? I don't know, man. It's like, I feel weird <laughs> going first. But I, I, I'll, I'll go first if you want me to. Okay, I feel like I should open. It, since it was my idea, I'll, I'll start things off. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sure, sure, why not? We'll go, we'll go with that. Everybody, please welcome for his first time at the Chuckle Hut, his stand-up debut. He t- he told me before we got on stage, said, "Hey man, this is this is on my bucket list." Um, he is dying. Um, he does have cancer, so hopefully he won't die here tonight um, in front of you lovely people. Please welcome to the stage, Mister Mitchell Daisy. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was a beautiful intro. Thank you very much. All right, sit down. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, real quick before we get into it, um, I just want to give you guys a quick peek behind the curtain of uh, my life so you can get a better uh, idea of the kind of guy I am. Uh, this is the kind of comedy you're going to be getting. Um, so yesterday, I went through the drive through at McDonald's, um, Mickey D's. Uh, I, uh, I got about three cheeseburgers. And then I got kind of self-conscious. I realized it's probably too many cheeseburgers for one human being to eat. Uh, so I chickened out. I couldn't do it. I chickened out. Uh, and by that, I mean I also got a chicken sandwich and two Diet Cokes. Um, so that way, the uh, lady behind the register at least had the notion that I was going to go home and share all of this food with my loved one. But I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I drove around the back of the uh, McDonald's, uh, and it's, it's across the parking lot from the Planet Fitness I used to work out at, so I still have their Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I sat in the parking lot and uh, watched TikToks and just fucked up four sandwiches and two Diet Cokes. So uh, things could be better. Uh, <laughs> Uh, another thing about me, I was raised in a pr- pretty uh, religious household. Um, my parents were super Christian. Uh, their parents before them, super Christian, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, there, being raised super Christian, there's a lot of things that I kind of just thought were totally normal at the time, but only due to 20 years of hindsight, I realized I was pretty fucked up. Um, for example, one thing was um, prayer chains. Do you guys know what prayer chains are? I said no. guys like there's people here. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. Tell us about prayer. Anyway, 
<laughs> anyway, so if you don't know what a prayer chain is, um, it's kind of this cool idea. Basically what happens is if some, something bad happens to somebody at church, um, they get sick or something like that, um, just this flock of old church ladies assemble and call each other on the phone and uh, ask each other to, uh, to pray for that person. Uh, pretty cool idea in principle. Um, if you, uh, I'm not super into the the idea of the power of prayer, but if I were, I would I would find it very comforting uh, to know that other church members were sending good vibes my way. Um, I did think that until I heard one of these calls go down. I was at my grandma's house one day when I was young, and uh, she got one of these prayer chain calls, and uh, she was in the kitchen doing something, uh, so she put it on speakerphone. And this is what I heard from the other end of the phone. Nancy, this is Tanya from Bible Study. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a voice. Get over it. <laughs> Nancy, this is Tanya from Bible Study. I just wanted to call and let you know about Phil. Yeah, Phil from Bible Study. Yeah, from Bible Study. Um, he, you know, he hasn't been doing well the past few months. Uh, he and Stacy just called me. They said he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Yeah, it's not looking good. He's only got about six months to live. I know it. It's so sad. I know it. So if you could just call up Joanne, tell her what's going on, ask her to lift her family up in prayer. They could use all the prayers they need right now. So yeah, that would be great. Thank you. I'm also going to stop by his house this l later this afternoon and bring him a lasagna. If he's only got about six months left to live, I, I can't have him eating Stacy's food. Did you have her <laughs> corn casserole she brought to the potluck last weekend? Oh, my gosh, it was so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> if only she'd spend a little more time in the kitchen and less time sleeping around on him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's been, she's been stepping out on him. Has been for months. Everybody knows it. Apparently, she's been meeting up with these men she met on this cell phone app called Bumble. I know it. It's so sad. I just, I don't know. She's giving it away. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Not to mention, you know, their son, Charlie. Oh, my gosh. He's transitioning. Yep. To become a woman. I don't get it either. You try to raise these kids right in the Lord, the good Lord's name, but what do they do? They go around and get their penis chopped off. Anyway, so sad. Anyway, if you could just call Joanne, let her know. <laughs> Call Joanne, let her know what's going on, ask her to lift their family up in prayer. They could really use it right now. Make sure you tell her about Charlie's penis. <laughs> so that's a prayer chain call. And that's my time, I think. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> yay. 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 <laughs> All right, all right. That was Mitch. Uh, thank you very much. Awesome job. Penis hilarious. Uh, <laughs> next up at the open mic night for the first time ever in front of your very eyes, we've got a very funny comedian, someone I'm proud to call one of my best friends. Very funny guy. Eli Miller. Uh, hi. Hello. Uh, I just wanted to come out. I figured as a uh, straight white male, you probably wanted to hear my opinions on a few things. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and get that going. Uh, we are the soothsayers of the world and uh, have a lot of secrets. Um, that's why I kind of feel like microphones should be like a gun. You have to pass a background check and a psyche valve before you start handing these out. Um you know, but I, you know, but I've learned. You know, I've been, I've been, I've been watching the news. I've been keeping up with things. You know, the the key is to listen, right? We have to listen 
to those who are different from us. Only issue with that is I'm not a very good listener. Um, you know, my wife talks to me. I'm pretty sure. I think she's talking to me. There's nobody else in the room. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't know what she says. <laughs> um, I attempt to, uh, for example, I don't know what she does for her job. <laughs> she's told me before, uh, she has laid it out for me. Um, I'm unaware, you know, <laughs> she, she leaves for part of the day. So I assume she does go to work. Um, <laughs> our bills are paid. I assume, I also assume that's her, uh, paying the bills. Um, so I kind of feel like I'm just living in sort of a matrix simulation where just things are taken care of for me and I don't have to think about them. Um, so I assume that's my wife, but you know, I wouldn't know typically what she does. <laughs> you know what you, you, I, I will, I will, I will say, um, as a straight white male, I have a lot of input on the subject. Do you know who I hate? Who? People who read books. <laughs> Here's why I hate people who read books. They have to be the LeBron James of reading books. You know what I mean? You ever you, have you seen the meme where they're like, people say to read a book to help you go to sleep, and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna finish the book. Like, okay, <laughs> calm down, Michael Jordan. I, I'm, I'm sorry, you have to read an entire book, you fucking sociopath. You can't just read a chapter. Do you do all things in life that way? <laughs> Well, I had to watch watch one episode of Jack. I had to watch every episode of Jack. <laughs> like I know you don't, so shut up about books. Just read the book. You don't have to tell us about it. <laughs> then there's people that use Audible, which is just cheating. Because <laughs> that's not reading. I'm sorry, it's not. That's not the same as reading. That's just a really long, shitty version of a podcast. <laughs> so I don't think it's really the same. I've been getting older. I'm 29, I'm getting ready to be 30. I used to be cool. I thought I was cool. And I realize how uncool I I am now. For example, I used to think the models of Victoria's Secret was hot. <laughs> now I just kind of think the Lane Bryant models are a lot hotter. <laughs> just the Victoria's Secret model looks like they want to do like cocaine at Coachella. <laughs> I, I'm just not about that. And Elaine Bryant models just look like they want to eat ice cream and watch Gilmore Girls all day. <laughs> Which that I can do. But then but then the, the young people are just out of control. Have you seen on TikTok the devious licks? Have you seen that? They're stealing toilets out of schools. <laughs> and then putting it on TikTok. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> And as an old man, I'm just like, hey, uh, dude, <laughs> put the toilet back. Stop taking the toilet. They're bolting down exit signs now because kids are stealing exit signs, clocks off the walls. I <laughs> I don't think I ever could. And it just makes me feel old because you know who I feel bad for? The janitor who has to go around the entire school and just figure out what all the fucking kids stole that day. <laughs> and they're yelling at the janitor. Well, like, God damn it, Johnson, why didn't you fucking bolt down the the sink? Well, I didn't think these shitty kids would take it. <laughs> We're in uncharted territory. I've been doing this for 50 years. <laughs> I think that's all I have. Okay. <laughs> Woo!
I think we'll wrap it up. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me. Uh, the, CIA ca- the CIA killed Martin Luther King. All right. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. <laughs> awesome job. Awesome job. There's no reason to be nervous. You killed it. You crushed it. Okay. We did it. Cool. We did our stand-up bits. We did it. It wasn't that bad. We survived. We survived. We made yeah. it. A lot more intimidating to do that in front of a room of people that do not give a shit about you. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. So, they're not giving pity laughs. Not that I did a whole lot of pity laughing, but there was some. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was warm. You know, I was warm for you. So I was like, "Well, I'll chuckle." I don't think here and there, but your bits. So okay, so the the second part of this whole episode was we we wanted to sit down and like talk about not necessarily critique. We didn't. We don't necessarily want to critique mm-hmm. each other, but we want to just talk about each other's bits what we liked what we thought was funny and what we can build upon for example i'll, I'll kick it off uh mitch did longer bits that i think made everything more cohesive which i think was a good call i think that was smart and i will admit that the mcdonald's bit started off like i didn't really know where you were going to go with it so i wasn't real sure that it was going to make me laugh but when you got to the planet fitness part <laughs> that it's like i still have their wi-fi that's super funny that was a really good bit and it was subtle and then when you hit it you ended it with like hey things could be better <laughs> the subtlety really got me on that one cool yeah good i was trying to do a little bit of self self-deprecating but also like not the whole bit about self self-deprecation because that's too easy um there's a lot of things i don't like about myself so <laughs> just hit it and then move on um so yeah thank you um yeah it definitely could have been more um see i, I was trying to think we kind of talked about it a little bit but um one thing that I've heard comedians talk about a lot is it can't just be like something funny that happened or like you have to have a punchline and something to basically wrap it up and let people know like the joke's over now and ideally the punchline is supposed to be the funniest part um uh I basically wrapped that joke up by saying things could be better which (laughs) the punchline could be better but I I needed something to move on. (laughs) I think it works. I think it works with subtlety, too. Like, I I felt like the the punchline was kind of the extended part where you said, like, so I still have their Wi-Fi, um, (laughs) so I just watched TikTok videos and I murdered all these sandwiches. So I guess you're right. Yeah, things could be better, I think, is the punchline. But I thought it was funny. That that really made me laugh. Um, Then the, um, (laughs) the, the, the prayer chain... The only tip I have is, like, when you got to the prayer chain bit, it actually turned out really funny. There was a lot of buildup. I don't think you need all that buildup. I think you can shorten it a bit to allow you more time to, if you're making people laugh with that voice and people who get that, you can ad-lib a bit and give yourself a little bit more room. Mm-hmm. That was okay. one thing I noticed. Like, you were building it up, and I was like, well, where is it going to go? But then you start talking about prayer chains, and you that was all very smooth. I don't think you need all the buildup. Um, cause once again, I was a little bit concerned of like, I don't know where he's going with this. I'm really worried. It's not going to be funny, <laughs> Yeah, but it was super funny. I like your voice. Hey, this is Tanya from Bible study. Yeah. Bible study. Um, he's only got six months to live. Um, so I made him a lasagna. I, yeah. Stacy's cook. Yeah. I, I don't want him to live with Stacy's cooking. Like I met these guys on Bumble. I think you should like mispronounce Bumble. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. taking notes. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's finding be- she's she's looking up beekeepers online. It's some <laughs> app called Bumble. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> See, that's so much better. <laughs> just to, you know, like something like that. But it was it was. What great. are what it, are beekeepers actually called? Because if you can, like, I think the funniest apiarist. thing, apiarists. Yeah. yeah, use the word apiarists, apiarists. in that voice. <laughs> yeah, she's she's looking up all these apiarists and uh, on that site Bumble. I don't. She never really seemed like a bee enthusiast to me. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you could you could play with that. But no, I thought it was funny and then I really like Did you hear about Charlie? He's transitioning. You try to raise him in the Lord's word, they just cut their penises off. <laughs> that that one would be brave. I wouldn't want to say that in front of a room of people. But I, yeah, I was trying to toe the line, like, okay, this could come off as like super, you know, not woke, but also like I'm not from a woke generation. I'm not from a woke family. Um, and I don't think that's my... I'm not standing up there and saying it. I, I don't understand why people transition to becoming women. Women. I'm saying from the point of view of this crazy old church lady, of course they don't understand. <laughs> so, I'm trying I to tell the line. As another straight white male, I think you did a good job. <laughs> okay. Um, but I definitely thought it was a good callback where at the end of the call, it's like, yeah, and make sure you tell about Charlie's penis. All right, I'll see you later. Like, that was funny. And I, I think that would get a pretty big laugh because okay. it, I think that's part of it, being obsessed with other people's genitalia. <laughs> yeah, right. you know? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool, man. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I'll do you. Um, so I liked it a lot. I think my favorite one <laughs> was the Victoria's Secret versus Lane Bryant model thing because I can totally get behind that. Um, you that know, it's super funny. I, I appreciate that. You know, it's super funny about that. You know, when I wrote that joke, I was 16 when I wrote that. Joke. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I just never used it. You're an old soul. That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, no, it's it's kind of true. Um, I used to, my mom used to get like those Lane Bryant catalog. I don't know if it was Lane Bryant, but it was like a plus size women, woman catalog. And I specifically remember like being fifteen, like looking at them like they're porn. Um, so, and, and I don't, I don't think that's just me that did that. I hope not. Anyway, no. it'd be pretty fucked up. So no, that's that's why I wrote the joke. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, that was awesome. <clears throat> the thing about. Um, Charlotte, or uh, sorry, your wife, uh, you not listening to your wife was super funny too. Um, it was a little bit derivative of the Nate Bargatze has a joke very similar to that. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened to Nate Bargatze, so I'm not telling you you copied from him, but he's got a funnier version of that joke where okay. he's basically just like, yeah, if my wife died, I don't really know how I'd get along. I'd have to call her mom and just be like, Hey, what did Jenny do? Um, <laughs> uh, what that is funnier. What what bank did we use? <laughs> it, uh, I have not heard that joke. That is one way funnier. And two, yeah. it, I I I tried to bail out of it because it, okay, here's the main difference between our two bits. You use the word script, and I have I had five words written down, three of which I didn't use. Oh, okay. <laughs> so most of that was made up. Gotcha. Right on. But I tried to bail out of that because it felt very boring. Like, it mm -hmm. felt very like every stand-up comic would get up and talk about his wife. So I tried to bail out as soon as I got in too deep with it. Because yeah. it felt a little, like, this is lame. <laughs> well, I, I didn't think it was lame, but I think you did a good job of... 
<laughs> reading the room, which is a lot to say because there's one of me. Um, but yeah, no, that's something I hear comedians talk about all the time. You have to like gauge how well a joke is going and then decide if you need to bail or finish strong. <laughs> that that's I, I did actually do that because mainly because I knew that I had jokes planned. I had a couple segues planned, but I was like, well, if I say something that I don't expect to be funny and Mitch laughs, I'm just going to riff. Uh-huh. So that was how I approached this experiment. So when you weren't laughing, I was like, well, let's move on. Yeah, well, no, I think that's good. I think that's what makes you a better stand-up than me, because you have the ability to, hey, if a joke's not working, that's fine, you got more. If these didn't work, I was going to do them anyway, because I really didn't have anything else planned. So <laughs> I just, I think I just, I mean, if we were to do this, I would need to write more and have some stuff in my back pocket um, yeah. to pull out in case it's not going well. But um, yours yours was really cohesive, though, because whereas I went with, like, I'm going to ad lib, I got this joke to this joke, maybe I'll throw in this bit. I liked all that, but it's it was that was more stressful. I will admit, like mm. I, it's like you said, like I, you were like, well, I even kind of felt nervous just doing it in front of you. I felt nervous at first. I started doing it. I felt okay. And then I got really nervous when I was reading you. So what would be really hard for me is to read a room full of people, because if I'm doing like A, B or C and they're my best bits and they're not making them laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would kind of panic up there. Right. Well, um, I, I'm also I'm really intrigued by, um, well, like one of my favorite comedians, Rory Scoville, just put out like a stand up special where it was 100 percent ad libbed. Um, but he did it in like a really cool way. <laughs> it's comedy. It's not called ad lib. It's called improv. Come on know the terminology mitch get it together um <laughs> but um basically yeah he didn't plan a set he kind of just went up there and it wasn't necessarily like crowd work because i think that's a totally different thing too although there is a bit of that um you definitely have to be kind of aware of your surroundings and if something happens in the crowd it would be stupid not to call it out and riff on it because that's like the where the funniest stuff comes from um so I think you'd be really good at that. I probably not as much, you know, I'm not as quick as you are. Um, but then, yeah, lastly, I, I, I liked the, the TikTok bit, too. That was very topical. Um, I especially liked when you did the voice of the janitor. I think you should have gone, do, done the janitor voice a little bit more. I don't know if that was something you planned. No, but... not at all. No, <laughs> I, the, I had an ending bit, and I forgot it, so I just talked about those devious like TikToks. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, okay, is that you didn't even plan talking about the TikTok thing? No, I mean <laughs> I had like thought about it the other day, yeah. so maybe there was a part of me I was like, well, I could talk about those if I want to. Uh huh. But then I had a really funny thought of the janitor, just like, God damn it, <laughs> you're yeah, stealing right. everything. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I kind of made that up, but yeah. Um, no, that was awesome. I really like the janitor voice. I think you should definitely flesh that out, write some more in the perspective of the janitor. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, and also kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, um, Rory Scoville talked about, um, cause the, so the whole thing is on YouTube. Um, he did, it, it shows parts of his standup and then he's kind of like breaking it down and talking about like why this worked or why it didn't. It was really interesting. Um, but one of the things he talked about is like, he just came out on stage and he didn't have anything planned. His very first joke was like, I read a newspaper article about these, uh, one of these self-driving cars uh, killed somebody. Um, and then it shoots to him just going like, 
I don't know how you can come back from that. Starting off a night of stand-up talking about somebody dying, like that's a hole to dig yourself out of. <laughs> how do we make this funny? Um, but uh, no, I just I just think you'd be you you would you would find a way to make it funny. So um, yeah, I liked it a lot, man. <laughs> did you did you like my thing with people who read books or was that? Too- oh yeah, I forgot about that. No, um, yeah, that was that was pretty good too. It wasn't uh, as memorable as the other bits. Um, but I did like it. I, I think my favorite part of that was when you when you were like, uh, "Do you have to do everything else in your life like that?" Watching Jag, I think that was the part that got me, and I just imagined people like sitting down and <laughs> marathoning Jag. <laughs> See, I I guess what's so hard and the whole reason I've never done an open mic, and I've wanted to, is because I wrote the book joke. Okay, I wrote that whole joke. The part that made you laugh was the parts I made up. So the Jag thing didn't have written at all. Made it up. Yeah. Well, that's we talked about this. I think we talked about this too. But yeah, it's hard to figure out what's going to be funny if it's just you. If you're the only one writing and writing for yourself and what you think is funny, it's not always necessarily going to be what other people think is funny. So, um, again, totally biased because there's one of me. That's my sense of humor. So, now... (laughs) Right. Now take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. No, it's just... what's The biggest takeaway I have is that I can... I feel like I can write a good setup... But I'm funnier coming up with the punchline on the fly, which is hmm. bizarre. That's which how is I incredibly feel. hard to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how do you do that? That's fucking. Yeah. That's fucking exhausting. I can't do that mm-hmm. every time. <laughs> if I were to do that, that's fucking insane. So that that's how I feel. I feel like I'm good at writing setups, not good at writing punchlines. Yeah, me too. That's my biggest thing, and the and the punchline is like the most important part. Because um, I I got like I said I got notes up on notes of premises and setups, but not really a funny way, to, original way to end it. <laughs> See, I don't know. I kind of disagree with you though, because you basically had two decently sized bits for yours with, with a little bit of banter, and both of your punchlines w- were funny. Things could be going better, and remember to tell them about Charlie's penis. <laughs> Those were both really funny. Okay. So well, thank you. <laughs> I think you're you're a good. I think you would be good at comedy writing to A to B. I think like for me, what was hard was like already. I was like as I was telling something or trying to do a joke, I wanted to just come up with something because I was like, I don't like the next joke. I want to just do something else. So my ability to improv, I think I appreciate, but I don't find it practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because I kind of built the whole thing around that just because of my lack of preparedness. So I was like, well, now I have to make shit up. Yeah. And it kind of paid off, but kind of didn't. So. Well, I mean, that ability is very strong in and of itself. Because, um, like, the, you, as, as a comedian, at some point, you're probably going to have to deal with hecklers. Um, and that's something that would terrify me. Um, like, okay, how do, I, how do I make this situation better in the most funny way possible? And you would be amazing at that. <laughs> I would probably just ignore them until it goes away. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I'd like to think I could. But, um, yeah, no. Well, um Th- this was a fun idea. This that was I, one like, th- I had a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. I, 
I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. It was a safe place to to try out some jokes. I think when we started this podcast, we secretly knew that we always wanted to do comedy, which is kind of why we started it. Yeah, we've talked about like having YouTube channels and stuff before. Like sketch yeah. comedy is something that interests both of us. Um, I did. I I always wanted to work on sketches with you. I did write a couple scripts back in uh, the day for us. So you know. Um, but it is hard. I have a lot of respect for people who one would go do an open mic, um, or who would let alone practice stand up. Yeah. Um, because it is such a skill. Because that's the thing. It's like if I go into a room of people and I said, you know what I hate? People who read books and it's just quiet. Yeah. Ooh, it's like, do I even finish this? <laughs> right. Do I even try to make them laugh at the end of this? Like, so it's it's an art for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's one of the most impressive things about it. Like, when you start with a premise like that and nobody laughs, um, it's your job to get them on board. Like, it's basically your job to be like, okay, hear me out, and by the end of this joke, hopefully you'll agree with me. That's the plan. Um, But no, I I totally agree with the thing, especially about people that practice it, because um, I I did work on that embarrassingly bad old lady voice. Um, I... (laughs) I uh, embarrassingly, I did it in my car on the way home from work a couple times this week. I just like turned off my radio, turned off my podcast, and I just like did that stupid voice for like 20 minutes. And I felt so dumb. But I mean, honestly, it was super fun to do. <laughs> it was a blast. <laughs> so, what's weird, okay, may, you know, I will say, Mitch, you may have touched a nerve here because I'm kind of interested. Because here's what's interesting you said, hey, that janitor voice was really funny. You should do that more. I don't remember what voice I did. <laughs> It was kind of a version of mine. It was very like like southern. a southern draw. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I didn't remember. So okay. I'm kind of interesting if we teamed up to write jokes together. Mm-hmm. What that would look like? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's where we'll go from here. I don't know, man. You Could made me. Be. Look, I will admit this excited me. I caught a bug. It makes us. It makes me want to you and me work on stuff, and like like joke around with each other and uh-huh. then and then just go do an open mic oh just yeah open mic like a blast yeah where it's understandable that probably not everybody's going to be super funny most people probably won't pay attention to you let's just go tell some jokes and see how we feel see what we do see if we win a room and i don't know i would totally write comedy with you is what i'm trying to say let's fucking do it okay you you <laughs> you touch i will admit you touched nerve so once again you had a really good idea that paid off so yes I'm proud of you. Thank you, cool. thank you, man. <laughs> Woo! Ooh, thank you, man. All right, that was fun. All right, you want to do what you're cranking and get out of yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, um, um, Mitch. Lately, when it become when it comes to your ear pussy, what has just been drilling in there? Just fucking yeah, yeah. You know, just oh, into no. your ear pussy. Okay, you can edit all that out. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Um, okay. So I have been cranking. Um, you're gonna hate this. There's okay. a band called the Rugged Nuggets. Oh um, okay. sure. <laughs> uh, I discovered there them. Um, there's actually a really cool record label in Loveland, Ohio, actually, called Coal Mine Records. Shout out to Loveland. That's where Kevin from. Yeah, exactly. So they have they have some really cool people on their uh, roster. They have a whole bunch of like, uh, and I didn't even realize this. They have a whole bunch of uh, bands like neo soul slash funk bands that I oh, really okay. am into. Um, I've talked about Duran Jones. I've talked about uh, 
the Black Pumas, I've talked about Aaron Frazier on the podcast before, they're all on Coal Mine Records out of Ohio. Um, so pretty much, I uh, once I discovered them, I started listening to pretty much their entire catalog to see who I really dig. And um, a band called The Rugged Nuggets stuck out to me. They actually put out an album this past week um, called Odds and Ends. Um, it's a really cool kind of neo-soul uh, pretty much 100% instrumental. Like They don't really have any vocals, oh. um, but it's very funky, soul-driven, um, just fun, man. It makes you feel good. So, yeah, that's it. Check out the uh, Rugged Nuggets, and while you're at it, check out pretty much all of Coal Mine Records because they have some hidden gems. They have some nuggets, if you will. Uh, <laughs> See? Comedy! <laughs> so dumb. Uh, Alrighty, what about you? What have you been cranking? Um, yeah, no, uh, that's awesome. So I have been cranking a band that I liked when I was probably like 18, but they're still going. I didn't even know. And I actually really, really like them. I've been listening to dead Sarah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Okay. I'm totally in the dark on this one. Um, here's the thing about dead Sarah. Sorry, I'm being goofy. The fuck I'm, did you just? <laughs> I'm fucking with my mic stand. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna tone it down. We have a whole another episode to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> let me let me repair what I broke in here. Oh shit! Fuck. Okay. May have broke my mic stand. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Dead Sarah. Um, they have a song called Weatherman that I would like you to put on the playlist. That's the Done. one I would like to be on there. Um, but yeah, it was just like I had the melody in my head, and I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, I'm gonna listen to that song when I go to the gas station. I listened to it, and I was like, oh my god, I fo- I forgot this this band fucking rocks. A uh, female lead singer. I really like female led bands, depending on the band. Mm-hmm. But there is something about a female rock singer that I enjoy. And mm-hmm. I think it's just because one, it's different. Two, I think they try more. Um, so I get really excited. I met a lot of people who don't. I met a lot of people who do not like female lead singers. Um, and I kind of understand there is a tendency to go with what's safe as a female singer. Um, but I really respect any female singer who will pave their own way because um, it's hard. Um, especially because rock music is a very male-dominated world. Um, but I love Dead Sarah. Weatherman fucking jams. The lead singer is amazing. She's screaming. She has this this fucking awesome scream. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite screams in rock music. Cool. Hands down. Mm. And not a lot of people listen to Dead Sarah. Um, but they actually came out with an album this year. And cool. I had no idea... And I started listening to it, and it was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Cool. And All right. Check that out. So it kind of excited me because I think I've talked about it on the podcast a little bit. I don't listen to music a whole lot now is just because um, I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's like I'm too like touchy when it comes to music. So I've been really involved with podcasts and things that take me out of myself take me somewhere else when i Mm -hmm. listen to music it's very inward focused so i get really emotional sometimes when i listen to music so i don't tend to do that 
for a large part of my day. But it was really exciting to listen to that band, listen to Dead Sayer, and then they're like, oh, they had they came out with an album this fucking year? Oh my God, this album is actually really good. And it's also not popular. Um, and the only reason that matters is just because, you know, more people should hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because at one, band, at one point, that band got a lot of radio play. But that was back when I was like 18. So that yeah. was, oh God, over 10 years ago. Holy shit. Um, so yeah, uh, no, yeah, Dead Sarah, check them out. Just really cool rock band. Um, I think bands like Dead Sarah set up bands like Royal Blood. hundred percent, hundred percent, because it's the same style. It's riff heavy music, loud vocals, and just cool breakdowns. Like the Dead Sarah's breakdowns are amazing. They're super cool. Um, I just think they set up that sort of rock revival we've had in the past five Mm -hmm. years. Yeah. Um, But they're never going to get that credit. You know what I mean? They're never Mm -hmm. going to be recognized as doing that, but I definitely think they did. Yeah. Cool. Uh, So yeah, that's what I've been cranking. Right on. Well, we'll check that out for sure. All right, shitheads. Uh, (laughs) uh, That was it. Thank you. Shitheads for listening. Um, yeah, no, this was super fun. I'm really excited for the next one. We only got a couple more left. I know it. We are booking it. Oh. <laughs> I'm a little bit tired after this one. This one was decently emotionally exhausting. Yes, it was. I'm right there with you. Yeah, that was uh, that was a lot. So I think we should just end it. Should we just end it? We Let's should just, just end, end it. it. Yeah, stay, <laughs> stay fresh, you filthy shitbags. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.